Good evening, ladies and gentlemen, and a warm welcome to the Nehru Center. This evening, it is my proud privilege to present to you a very special person, Dr. Kathleen Rain, poetess, philosopher, and a devoted friend of India, and of course, the Nehru Center. Dr. Rain, the founder of the Temenos Academy, which has collaborated in this program, is a past recipient of the Queen's Medal for Poetry, and this year she became a CBE. Dr. Rain will be reading from her work, a definitive edition of her collected poems, published by Golgonuza Press, specially selected by her from over six decades of writing. These poems comprise the canon of work by which she wishes to be remembered. Chairing the evening's program will be Mr. Brian Keeble, publisher, Golgonuza Press, fellow of Temenos Academy, and author of Art, For Whom and For What. A warm welcome to Dr. Rain. Thank you. I was going to begin by saying that uh, I see the faces of many friends almost like a family, in fact. Uh, I see also the braces of some people I do not recognise. So I was going to say that for those who have never seen me before, I am Brian Keeble. But um, I think it's fairly obvious that I am such. Um, by any reckoning, I think this is a very, very special evening. It's an evening of celebration. A celebration of over six decades of creative imagination. But another word springs to mind as well as celebration. For me, this is an evening of culmination. And uh, I use that word because for me to publish Kathleen's collected poems uh, is the culmination of a 33-year-old friendship and association. A 33 years with Kathleen that have changed my life. I was first introduced to Kathleen, uh, I think it was about 1968, by Peter Russell. And I had no idea then that meeting Kathleen was going to change and direct my life in another way altogether. I used to go to tea in these early days, and she, for me, was a very formidable lady. And for many, many years, I came away from these teas with her with a headache. Uh, she was a very intense lady and asked a lot of me and was very challenging. But uh, fortunately, the friendship flourished, and we began to associate on various projects together. And then some years later, I began the Colgan's Press in, I think, 74, with a six-page pamphlet. And then the second publication that I issued, in fact, was a short essay on David Jones by Kathleen. And from that point onwards, Kathleen has always been very closely associated with, with Golgonuza Press. She's encouraged me. Uh, she has uh, always been a friend and an advisor to me. And I've gone on to publish something like eight of her books. 
we also, of course, associate uh, things when the the press uh, we started off doing pamphlets together for eight and a half years. These were put together on my kitchen table by my children, to whom I had to pay the going rate. And they grew up, and I couldn't cajole them or pay them or persuade them to do them at all after that. So the pamphlets had to come to an end, and I began to do books proper. And it's since then that I've gone on to do uh, about six or eight, eight books by Kathleen. Now, um, it was always envisaged, I think, beyond the early years, perhaps not in the earliest years, that I would eventually published Kathleen's Collected Poems. Now this, I'm going to tell you something now which will probably surprise you. Um, Kathleen wasn't very keen on the idea at all. <laughs> she, in fact, uh, put off and kept saying, oh, no, 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 Brian, you can do that when I'm dead. No, uh, I don't want that done. No, no, no. I want you to do this, I want you to do that, and so on and so on. And... Um, I thought, okay, well, perhaps I will have to do it when she's dead. This is rather sad, because this is the book I was always being asked for. When is Kathleen's collected poems going to come out? And I saw that the year 2000 coming up, and it seemed to me a good idea that the collected poems of Kathleen Ray should come out in the year 2000. For me, this was going to be the millennium event. Anyway, I spent about 18 months arguing with Kathleen. No, 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 she said, you can do all that when I'm dead. I don't want all that done. So eventually, I got rather fed up with this, and I eventually hit upon the argument that I thought would convince her. And I said, look, Kathleen, it's a very unique opportunity for a poet at the age of 92 to look back on six decades of their work and to select the canon of what you want to be remembered by and what you'd like to be judged by. And this was the clinching argument. I said, if you don't do it now, Kathleen, posterity will have its revenge and they'll publish everything. God, I don't want that, she said. <laughs> and that was the clinching argument. So we then sat down for nearly a year, or many months it seems, and... Uh, I went over all the books and the drafts and so forth, and Kathleen went all over them. And I seem to recall that Greville Lindop went all over them. We went over all the volumes and um, manuscripts meticulously. Kathleen was very ruthless. She thought she's written too much, much of it not good enough to survive. So when you see it, you may think that many of the earlier poems should have survived. As a matter of curiosity, the the cutting of the poetry has mainly, for some strange reason, been in the early years and the later years. The middle volume period volumes survive fairly well intact. So this is a very important event for me. This is perhaps one of the best, the greatest book. I don't expect there to be another collected poems like this. Well, in my lifetime, certainly. I can't see how there can be. I, don't think, I can't think of anybody who could produce such a wonderful volume of poetry uh, as, uh, as Kathleen has done for, for six decades. Now, I, I don't want to go on too long because the plan for the evening is that I will just give this brief introduction and then uh, there will be two tributes to, Kath to Kathleen. One will be that by our president, Keith Critchlow, and after him, Francis Warner will give a brief tribute. Then Kathleen will read for about 20 minutes and then, if you'd care to join us for a drink downstairs, 
and you will, of course, all buy a copy of the book, won't you? Uh, there's the opportunity to have it signed by Catherine. So all I, is there anything left for me to do now, really, is to... I'd like to pay tribute to the people who have made this volume possible. To do, I think in an age when very few things are made other than by very high-tech machinery, it's often forgotten that a book is a very, very labor-intensive thing to do. You think about it, first of all, the poet, in this case the poet or whoever, the author has spent many, many, many hours toiling over the manuscripts and so forth. So there's that concentrated effort to end up with the text. Then there has to be an editor. Well, these are getting thin on the ground these days. Too many books are published without being edited these days. But in a good publishing house, there should be a good editor. Then there's a hapless publisher who has to coordinate all this effort. Then the book has to be designed. And in the case of a volume of poetry where the pages are irregular shapes, this is a very challenging job to do. Sometimes just individual pages and pairs of pages have to be handled very delicately. And the whole thing, one aims in a volume of poetry for elegance, something that does justice to the concentrated uh, effort of poetry, the eloquence of poetry, especially in this case. And then, of course, the whole thing's got to be typeset and so on. And I'm very happy to see that, um, first of all, uh, the person who did, has somebody has to, from the manuscript, type the whole thing in with the computer. And then it has to be typeset. And I'm very happy to see that uh, Andrea and Colin Etheridge is here this evening. He did a marvellous job. She did a miraculously accurate typing in of the text. And Colin uh, did a wonderful job setting the pages out, so much so that what really would have been, I thought, an absolute labour of weeks and weeks turned out to be a labour of uh, not only love, but a week or two. Alas, the printer, I hope if, you, if and when you see copies, you'll see that you can tell from the feel of the book, it's been very lovingly, if I can use that word in, in the modern industry, uh, it's been put together by a printer from Yorkshire, who, alas, has not been able to come, uh, he had planned to come, but he can't couldn't make it, Ken Smith, uh, who is one of those rare people who really loves making books. And all along he has said to me, um, don't worry about the money, we'll talk about the money, I really want to do this book. And it's not very often that a printer will say that to you, but he, he did. I ought to also make a confession. When I started this project, I hadn't got a penny towards it. I just somehow thought, I had the faith that somehow, as it were, God would provide, and I thought, this is a volume that just has to be done. It just has to be. And so I did have a secret long stop in the form of an insurance policy that could have been an escape net, but this would have left me in a delicate situation. So I hit upon the idea of writing to a select number of people who, as you will understand, have asked to be anonymous. And they, without exception, these few people, such, such was their dedication and their warmth towards Catherine, that they all made a contribution. And, and they all said that they were very pleased to be asked. So they 
although they remain anonymous, they will know who they are. And one of the people, at least one of the people who is here this evening, very happy to see that this is so, they were the people that really made the whole thing possible. So the book exists for them. Um, the only other person, or persons I have to thank, I think really, is Girish Khanad and the Nehru Center for allowing this presentation to take place. Um, as I said, Kathleen will give a reading after the two following tributes, and then we'll go downstairs. And I'll, if Keith would like to step up now. I can't begin by saying unaccustomed as I am, because I'm very accustomed to lecturing, but um, this is a very special occasion, and I think you'll have to, those who have heard me speak before will have to excuse me. I'm going to read most of mine, because what I have to say is very important, and I don't want it to be too spontaneous. Firstly, I thought it would be very nice to give a thank you as, as to how I met Kathleen, and that was through James Madge, the architect who's sitting in the audience, architect and teacher. We taught together at school, and um, through him, I was introduced to Kathleen, so I'm very grateful for that. I also see somebody else, a daughter um, of Kathleen here too. It's very nice to see. Um, what I wanted to say was something very important indeed, and that is that while Kathleen is still with us, she is without doubt the most important living poet we've got in Britain. That is my deep conviction. And the more I read of her poems, the more is that, that conviction is there. And I say that not as somebody who has a right to an opinion on poetry, because I'm not from the literary world at all. But I like to quote Plato, who said in the Epinomis, there are certain judgments of wisdom which are beyond the opinions of men. And I'm hoping that is where my um, judgment is coming from. Um, I don't think we can say there are many more people who could be as sensitive to the contemporary world as Kathleen. Um, when I say that, a lot of us feel sensitive to it, but Kathleen is not only sensitive, but she's able to express her sensibility about it, the horrors as well as the remedy. I see Kathleen's Reign's poetry as containing the remedy for the modern predicament, which is very, very dire. There's no doubt about it. And, and we know how dire it is from the wonderful ode to Sheba, which I think we may be hearing later on. I feel very honored to be a friend of Kathleen's and hopefully have been an important supporter to her through the Terminus Academy. She called a few of us together and has drilled us ever since. <laughs> Um, I was very, very happy to join Brian early on and, and Philip Sherrard, and we discussed what was needed. Kathleen had a very good, clear idea, and she managed to send out a call which gathered in um, people from right across all the different traditions, and that was what was so important. Scholars, poets, painters, musicians, and they all decided that the call that Kathleen made for people to publish in Temenos was answered. <laughs> I think another thing that is worth um, bringing to mind is that Kathleen often quotes William Blake and declares William Blake to be her master, which I think is wonderful. Not too many people these days declare they've got any master at all. But she uses this wonderful quotation, which I wanted to repeat again, and it's in the beginning of the book, the one power alone that makes a poet is imagination, which is the divine vision. 
And in a sense, what Kathleen's poems are about and what the whole of Temenos is about is actually drawing people back to a realization, a very simple realization, that not only do we have a divine nature, but the whole universe is a divine creation. Now, Kathleen's lived through two world wars, even the Korean War, but probably even worse war she's lived through, and that is the nihilism of the modern universities. Forgive me, I'm not insulting universities, I'm just saying it's a tragedy that nihilism has taken grip of the way it has. So the battle has been extreme, there's no doubt about that. <laughs> anyway, um, Brian touched on something which I wanted also to touch on, and that is that whatever other words have been used to try and typify what the millennium is, this book is a, is a treasure trove, and it is the spirit of the millennium. It's exactly what the word millennium means, and that is the renewal of spirit, and the renewal of spirit not only in the work of Kathleen, but the renewal of spirit in the person who reads her poetry. That's, that's what it does for me, I have to say. <coughs> the other thing I think which is very rare in Kathleen's work is what we can, another thing which is not particularly in passion at all, and that is the purity that comes through. The purity and the unaffectedness, which is not the slightest trace of any interest in fashion, she responds and, as she says in one of the early poems, I'm glad it's been put so early by Brian or whoever decided, and that is that she is able to call the poem down from the transcendental realm. This is, this is how it works. And of course, in a world where not only the transcendental world is not even acknowledged, it's very hard for people who don't understand that. I, I, I see Kathleen as a great uh, instrument of divinity. That's not too much, Kathleen. <laughs> and uh, in a way, these, the, the summary of these things comes out in, in such a wonderful poem as Amor Ergo Sum. And it, the repeated opening of line after line is Because I Love. And Because I Love, existence is, is the nature of the poem. And this, in a way, is, 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 is what I see as the solution the solution to the, the tragedy, the unhappiness, and the misery we have. We live in very dark times, no doubt. Kathleen also has had the spiritual sensibility to appreciate India, and the fact that India is the perennial source of spiritual renewal. And I've had the great good fortune of being able to go to India with her, and also to visit Satya Sai Baba's ashram. And Satya Sai Baba said to me personally, indeed, she is a very important poet. Well, that's good enough for me, far beyond any opinion I might have. The other thing I'd like to just touch on is that she has written about the most important personal initiation anybody can have, and that is the poem itself, in which the question, the most courageous question any of us can address is, who am I? And in a way, I think that is the spirit of what Temenos is about and what Kathleen is about. Having said that, Kathleen has also an extraordinary, extraordinary grasp of time, the mystery of time. Time, one of the greatest... Um, battles we have to fight with in a way that the, the great battle of Ananke, the, the, the battle of necessity, we can't, we, nothing we can do about time except try to understand and work with it. Kathleen has written a most ex beautiful, exquisite poem called The Moment, in which everything is precisely now and never will be again. And then she will write another poem, which I'm going to quote three lines from, times out of my Times out of mind, my journey circles the universe, and I remain before the first day. She can find the whole of time in a moment, and she can find the whole of time as, as, as a, a, a totally embracing experience. So the other thing I think, finally, I'd like to say is that, that the other great characteristic of Kathleen's poems are her humbleness and her deeply personal touches. She sees 
and offers us to find the hope for a very dark time in, in the glistening pearl of, of, of dew on, on a fresh grass. This is what I got on the phone this morning. Anyway, finally, I'd just like to say that I hope my relationship and many other friends of Kathleen's can be summed up in another line. It's in poem 119 in his collected this treasure trove here. Goodness me, what's that? Anyway, and that is that if I have the feeling, I hope all her other friends do as well, who have collaborated in, in her life's work, we walked the same dream. Thank you, Kathleen. Kathleen, Chairman, Mrs. Elliot, ladies and gentlemen, it is a very special moment now, as you said, at the true end of our millennium, to be here with you all this evening to launch this splendidly produced volume, designed and published by Brown Keeble, Golganusa. The Collected Poems of Kathleen Ray. I first met Kathleen when her Collected Poems 1956 had just been published. She was at Girton College, Cambridge, and I was, where I am now, at St. Catherine's College, Cambridge. I remember sitting by the pond in the summer sunshine in that exquisite garden of Clare College, hearing the punts go by as she talked to me about Blake. Blake, a signed copy of Blake's work, Geoffrey Kane's edition, being given me then, which I treasure and have by me now every day. After that, I was to have the privilege of correcting the proofs and checking all the references of her massive two-volume classic Bollington Lectures on Blake, a work which my own supervisor, C.S. Lewis, said in a letter to you, superseded all previous Blake criticism. We formed at the end of the 1950s a small group of new Cambridge Platonists. Kathleen very much at the centre, as she has been half a century later with Temenos. There in Cambridge, she was our inspiration and aspiration. A group which included Tom Hen of St. Catherine's, the father figure, Yeats and Shakespearean scholar who created the Sligo Summer School. Frank Wilson, also of St. Catharines, who wrote two classic books on Yeats's plays, one dedicated to Catherine, books revealing the spiritual meaning of Yeats's philosophy. Suhail Bushrui, adding not only another Yeatsian dimension, but also the whole Arabic world 
the Shakespearean scholar Muriel Bradbrook, later mistress of Girton, and, willing us on from the wings, C.S. Lewis, newly arrived from Oxford. All this grew from her collected poems 1956 and her Blake studies. Now, another half-century later, the culmination of a lifetime's dedication to the poetry of the imagination, from which has flowed the much larger and more influential Temenos Academy and its superb publications. As Kathleen writes in a recent poem, spring returns to the old, not flowers, but memories, rising from earth in rebirth. Outward honours have come in old age, not the least being the Queen's gold medal for poetry. More important is the inward spiritual honour she does us by bringing together the cream of her poetry to set a crown upon your lifetime's effort, as Valerie, your husband, Tom Elliott, wrote in his Four Quartets, that greatest of all major poems of the 20th century. The honour Kathleen does us by harvesting, sifting, and gathering all together, and being with us to accept our homage and our gratitude tonight.